I differentiate between sex and intimacy as a doctor of sexology, because sex is not always intimate. Intimacy is much more of that vulnerable state that we can get into where we can be seen and heard and known and take that risk to be known authentically. And sex can be for fun, for pleasure, for stress release. You know, it can be a transactional act. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Patty Britton. Dr. Patty is a clinical sexologist and a sexual educator, and she's known as the mother of sex coaching with top-level credentials. As a well-respected world leader in sexology, she's an academic, an author, popular speaker, a trainer and a workshop leader, and she hosts over 40 DVDs for couples' sexual enhancement. She's a frequent guest on summits, television shows, documentaries, live talk and news radio, podcasts, and magazines such as Cosmo, Men's Health, and Women's Health. She's a private practice near Los Angeles and a global practice via Zoom. Dr. Patty is a co-founder of Sex Coach U, the world's premier credentialing and training organization for sex coaching. And she accepts VIP co- sex coaching clients, especially those refer- referred by their therapist. Dr. Patty, thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's such a fun topic to talk about beyond retirement and give hope (laughs) that there is a life beyond retirement. Uh, I am definitely sure there's a life beyond retirement. I know. I know. So usually with my guests, the first thing I ask is to give a little bit of your background, because very rarely does someone start out in school aiming at where they end up. And I'm sure that you didn't go into high school saying, I'm going to be the world preeminent sexologist. So how did you end up where you are? It's a long journey. (laughs) And and it's a journey that actually began um, as I'm looking back at my own life, I'm writing my memoir, and I'm also working on a documentary of my life and career and the legacy I want to leave the world as a boomer. I think that's what we do when we reach a certain age. And I, I think that I've always been an educator. In fact, my maiden name in Dutch means educator, not teacher, but educator. Wow. And I've always been that. And so the foundation of my work has always been about educating people and empowering people around their wellness, and particularly from a sex positive perspective. And I've worked at some of the leading health organizations in sexual health in the United States and also have morphed in 1993 when I earned my doctorate in human sexuality. I morphed into being my own boss, the worst boss I ever had, by the way. And uh, 
also um, starting my private practice, which was then in New York City, and beginning my media career and my book writing career and academia followed later. So I, I've been, I keep very busy. I am beyond retirement age. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever retire. That's part of the fun, isn't it? Of looking it, at exactly. life from this, such a creative perspective that I think we can offer the world. And I love that your listeners and your viewers can get to hear these messages. It's very important to say, you don't have to stop. That's it, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is so much more to life than just whatever your job was and so exactly. much more to do once you can throw that away. Yeah. And, you know, I think from my perspective as a clinical sexologist, there's a lot of mystique and a lot of negative information about as we age, one part of our life kind of goes to sleep or goes away. And that's our sexuality or our sexual expression. And there's nothing further from the truth. And that's why I love working with older people, whether it's an individual or a couple and helping them understand how it works, how things don't work anymore <laughs> and why and what you can do about it. Uh, so hopefully we can talk a little bit about that. Well, sure. And <clears throat> to start off, since, as you say, sex and sexuality are basically your bread and butter now, um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about how things change as we get older and, and what we have to look forward to? as we age. Yes. And um, I, I used to have this kind of semi-comical approach to it because we have to maintain a sense of humor or give it up. That's where <laughs> that, that's really where I'm at. And it's things slow down, droop, and dry up. And so if we just understand those three things are going to happen because of the laws of gravity on planet Earth, because of our hormonal status, because of changes, particularly in our biology and our physiology, and also our wellness in general. I'm a big advocate of fitness internally and fitness externally. And the more that I live, the more I become convinced that activity, exercise, movement is one of the keys. And here we are, we're both sitting at a, I'm sitting on a chair, looking at a screen, I wish I were with you live. And this is the new world that we live in. And so, you know, there's a, there's a, a mantra, not a very nice one, that sitting is the new smoking. And we need to move our bodies. And I also think we need to have that internal fitness of positive self-talk, positive self-regard, and know that as we age, things are going to change when we think about our sexual bodies <laughs> and our sexual energy. That, yes. So positive self-talk, I was just writing that down. That's something that I think is important all the time, but especially so as we get older, because so many people start to think, oh, I'm old now, or, oh, I shouldn't do that at my age. And those are the kind of things that I think we need to start working on yeah. earlier rather than later to change that talk. Well, even, you know, what I tell some of my clients and certainly have this conversation with my friends who are my peers is don't say I'm old, like get word of that word old has such a negative downward spiral effect. And so I think it's okay to own our age. Like I'm 75 talking to you all today and I'm really the new 75. I don't look, act, feel, or seem as though I am. However, 
chronologically I am. And we have to learn to own ourselves. We have to learn to embrace what is. And we have to keep positive expectations going because we can have a delightful, juicy, vibrant, fun life at any age, as long as we're physically capable of that. Now, I, I also, not to, I'm not going to go woo-woo, but I want to <laughs> say that I'm also a second level uh, practitioner in an art of feng shui. And why I chose that is that it has to do with the health and the well-being of a human being, as well as space. When we look at a home or we look at an office, what, what are the, in the training that I've had, what are the nine elements of that? And what is in the center of a healthy space is the foundation of health. And so health really becomes everything. And that's why I, I'm, I'm a very loud voice with my clients that you have to take care of yourself. You have to be healthy and you also have to be healthy in your thinking. I, I, I don't know if that really answered what we were talking about. <laughs> sort of went off on one of my tangents. That's okay. It's all, it's all information and it's all interesting and someone yeah. is going to grab onto it and it's going to be the thing they take from this. Yeah. When, when you're working with a couple, um, let's say, a, a, you know, a, a later boomer couple who is, mm -hmm. ex, you know, experiencing some changes in their life in their, in their, <clears throat> excuse me, in their intimacy and in their sexual sexuality individually, even how do you, how do you help them, get back on track? What do you, do you have uh, program, not programs, exercises for them to do, or do you have a program for them to follow? I know you, you talk about, you know, yeah. gravity has an effect as we age, you know, yeah. chronologically, our bodies get older. There are things right. that we just simply yeah. don't do anymore. Well, I think it comes back to acceptance. I think it comes back to self-regard, positive self-regard. And, and I'll even say self-love, like loving yourself is the foundation for being able to love anyone else. And when we reach our age group, I think we've had that opportunity to get down with that, to really know who am I and to claim that in a positive way. What I do with clients is I look at what is working and what is not working. And I also talk about the value and the healthiness of self-pleasure. Now, this is, this is, we're talking about retirement, <laughs> post-retirement. I'm not going to get into all of the details of what I'm talking <laughs> about, but self-pleasure is the foundation. You know, we know from the work from years and years ago of Alfred Kinsey that it's actually its own sexual outlet. And guess what? It's the foundation for all partner sexual activity. That's profound when we think about that. And for those of us who are older and maybe we're widowed or maybe we're divorced, whatever it is that has created singlehood, it can be very daunting to, first of all, master the technology for the online dating apps, right? And secondly, find worthy people that we would want to date and or even become sexual with. I differentiate between sex and intimacy as a doctor of sexology, because sex is not always intimate. Intimacy is much more of that vulnerable state that we can get into where we can be seen and heard and known and take that risk to be known authentically. And sex can be for fun, for pleasure, for stress release. You know, it can be a transactional act. 
as opposed right. to an intimate engagement. And I'm all for supporting my clients in terms of what it is they're exploring or wanting to experience out of that. I think it's best when it's that cocktail where you actually are intimate and you can experience this thing called love for another human being or human beings. However, it's important to understand that sex is also an outlet for energy. It is actually a healthful pathway for us to express a certain kind of energy within ourselves and between ourselves. So there are all kinds of things that we can do as we age. And, you know, I'll wait for you to ask me more about that. <laughs> okay. Um, on your, on your website, that isn't where it was. It was on your one sheet that I was given yeah, um, right, to get to know right. you a little bit better. You talk about, um, the flow formula, and you talk about the, the five elements of your sexual self. And they're kind of a, a pathway to get to know yourself is what I understood yeah. it to be. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So the, the, the evolution of my work has taken me myself as a clinician and an educator down different pathways. And even in the very beginning of my work, I founded a system, what I call my signature system, for helping my clients and my students. Frankly, most of my time is spent training other professionals at Sex Coach U who wanna become sex coaches and clinical sexologists. And I have a very small group of private clients, most of whom are referred by their therapist. Because <laughs> most therapists don't have training in sexuality and go, ah, I can't talk about that. But the signature system is really the five parts or components of the sexual self. Each of us has a self and within that self is the sexual self. And that's the mind, the emotions, the body, and the body also includes one of the very, very most important elements, body image issues and behaviors. And so we're talking mind, emotions, body, energy, and spirit. And as we age, it's interesting. I, I hadn't really talked about it this way before, but I, I want to kind of go into this a little bit. As we age, part of what happens for many of us, and I'm including myself, is that sometimes we are challenged energetically, aren't we? <laughs> you know, we're tired. Um, we wear out more quickly. I know that for me, I make it, I make an effort to go exercise. I do yoga three days a week. I do it online live. So I'm not going out, which I wish I were again, but I'm doing it. So there's 90 minutes of activity three days a week and four days a week. I'm at the Y in the pool doing aqua fit. Now that gives me energy because often when we're sedentary, we actually lose energy or as we age, maybe we're not sleeping as well. And sleep is part of health. And this is becoming studied more and more today. Sleep deprivation leads to many, many other conditions that are negative for our health. And when we look at one of the aspects of this M-E-B-E-S, and that's the B, that's usually what we think about when we think about sex. We usually think about the yep. physical. We usually think about tab A in slot B or whole B or whatever it is that we want to use as our description or metaphor. And it's so much more. And so our sexual self, what I use it for as a diagnostician is I work with my clients to help them 
understand and look at themselves and assess, where am I stuck? Where am I shut down? Where am I blocked? Do I have thoughts that are blocking me? Getting back to that negative self-talk. When, when we're older, and believe me, I'm a part of this, and we look in the mirror and we see, oh, you can't see it on the screen. You know, we see the crepe, the crepe skin under our arms, the wings yep. that we have developed, you know, or, or our chins <laughs> or, or whatever, just the, sh- the, the shape of our face or our skin may change. Or for women, cisgendered women in particular, we may look at our breasts and go, oh my God, <laughs> I need a lift, whatever it is, or a paunch that a male may have. So all of these things become really negative influences on how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about our own sexiness and how, how energized we become, how much is desire either affected positively or negatively to express that beautiful energy that we all are born with and have our whole life through. So that's kind of a, a, a quick sketch of the five parts of the sexual self. And when I work with my clients, we deconstruct, where is your thinking in the way? Where are emotions in the way? Toxic shame, for example. If you have a longing that you never realized as a sexual person, and here you are at 60 or 70 or 80, and it's like, oh, I always wanted to, but I can't believe, I can't tell anybody that, or I can't speak my want. I find that most couples, especially in my peer group feel that they can do sex much more easily than they can talk about sex. So the big deficit in the bedroom is often not action or behavior, it's communication. And, and, it, and some of that stems from fear, some of that actually stems from shame. And you know, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, who just released a book, The Atlas of the Heart, which is about 87 human emotions, only 87. Only. And I learned so much um, listening to that audible book. And there, there's so much to unpack in terms of who are we as sexual humans? And how do we release ourselves from the things that stop us from experiencing joy and pleasure and wellness? Does that make sense? It does. And so when you're working with your patients and there are problems, let's say just whatever problems they have, because almost everybody has some kind of problems in terms of their sexuality or their feelings for themselves. If, if you're, if you're looking at a couple, for example, and they're not intimate anymore and, and they seem to feel that, you know, this is just the way things go. We, you know, we sleep in separate beds, maybe in separate bedrooms and life is just, that's normal. That's, that's normal. How do you, how do you get them to see and and accept that maybe that's not normal, that there are ways to get around that so that you can be happy and comfortable and together again? Well, I love your question for a lot of reasons. First of all, it's the heart of the work that I do. Most couples that seek out my services as a clinician are what we call sexless, or they've stopped being sexual together. And most tragically, they've stopped touching. I have actually written a couple of books about what I call the touch continuum or the five levels of touch. And when we stop touching, we, we stop being nurtured. Touch is really a gateway and a pathway to connection with another person, especially someone we love and are intimate with. And I often look at my 
older couples, which is my specialty is older couples and, and find out what do you want? We start out with goals. Like, why are you here? You're, you're, if I don't have happy campers who are my clients, <laughs> because if everything were working perfectly, they would not seek out the services of somebody like me. So I have people who either are stuck and in distress or pain, pain. Sometimes it's physical pain. You know, the knees have given out or there's back problems or they suffer from um, diabetes and they have neuropathy or they, you know, can't use sex um, in terms of getting into new positions or they're afraid of asking for something new and different, which is, of course, yeah. what keeps desire going. Um, you know, same stuff, different day becomes this downward turn of boredom. Sexual boredom is real. And so we need to have variety to respark the dopamine receptors in the brain. Neuroscience is really giving us a lot of new information about how excitement works, how the brain works when it comes to our desire, when it comes to sexual function, when it comes to intimacy, et cetera. So I spend time actually looking at my couple's are you okay? <laughs> okay. My couples come to me and the first session is always together so that we, we talk about what's going, why are you here? What's going on? Who there's often someone with a higher desire. Okay. Somebody's more hungry than the other person, usually sexually speaking. Right. And then I split them up <laughs> and I, most of my clients are heterosexual. So we'll just go with that. Although the world has changed dramatically and there are people who are non-binary and all these wonderful identities. And so often it's their, their secrets come out in that individual session. And we do a very elaborate intake, looking at their past relationship history, their sexual history, how they evolve, how they know themselves to be. And I don't, as a coach, I don't really spend a lot of time anchoring into their past. That's the realm of therapy. However, there are threads that often we pull through from the past that link to the present. And my work with my clients is always, where are you now and where do you want to get to? So it's very future driven. It's very action oriented. It's very collaborative. And it's, I feel so privileged to work with my clients, to bring them to their goals, which is really the journey that we go on together. I'm their guide and I'm their sidekick. <laughs> and sometimes I'm the voice in their head. They go, oh yeah, last night we were, and you know, what would Dr. Patty tell us to do? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I so enjoy my work in that way. And I think that so many couples suffer from not feeling good about themselves. And that's the foundation. And so I really want to be a voice today for saying, you know, the journey is really self-love. The journey is self-acceptance. And once you, once you get there, it doesn't mean you're going to love what you see in the mirror every day. Believe me, nobody does. <laughs> but I want to say that <clears throat> sex and sexuality and sexual expression is a lifelong opportunity. And it's, it's part of health. <laughs> There's a, a new um, a statement that came out from the World Association for Sexual Health, of which I was a part of the International Advisory Committee. And that was a declaration for the entitlement and the right for human beings to experience sexual pleasure as part of their rights and their sexual health. Pleasure. Wow. And that's radical because that idea 
has been with us for so long. And that's one of the goals that we seek for our clients. But sometimes if there's a shame or an embarrassment or a worry or cultural or religious values that stop people from feeling, I don't deserve that. And deserving is part of what we need to give ourselves permission to feel. I deserve that. I deserve to be connected to my partner. And there are workarounds, you know, there are uh, pillows and pleasure products like vibrators and new lubes that are in the marketplace today. I could talk for hours about all that. <laughs> that helps people we'll as save we that for age. another show. Another <laughs> show. Because as we age, we do need help. And especially we need to realize that as our hormones change, things change like desire goes down for many people, like um, the, the health of the vaginal biodome, as we now call it changes and we need to have healthy lubricants because we're not all going to be lubricating ourselves, etc. And there's, there's so many layers of this to peel away. And I love doing that with my clients, helping them to just look at all of the aspects of this and remove all of the blockages and begin to feel free and that you deserve to have this kind of connection and pleasure. Wow. <clears throat> Definitely very plain that you you absolutely love the work that you do and helping people get to whatever you know plateau whatever stage they need to be at to be happy with yeah. themselves and with their with their partners i guess yeah <clears throat> i do it's my passion it really is my passion i can't imagine ever giving up my client work and i work with people all over the world because here we are on zoom, on zoom. <laughs> i've had clients in china australia i have a client in Australia, it's like, wait a minute, you're going to get up at seven in the morning for me to talk to you when? <laughs> so, you know, it's, that's the world we live in today, which is just so wonderful. The tech that we have today allows us to connect in ways that we never did before. Do you, speaking of your you know, global practice, do you find um, meeting virtually harder in any way to, to I guess, to connect with your, uh, with your clients? No, I actually find it easier. And the reason is that, well, I live in Los Angeles area and there is one horrible thing about Los Angeles, if, in case you don't know, and it's called traffic. And so anyone who has to go anywhere to go into a clinical space to meet with their therapist or their clinical sexologist or coach is going to have to suffer through the commute to get there. And what I see online is when I meet on Zoom, I, I see my clients. So we have this kind of a conversation. I can see their micro expressions. I can see their body language. I can see a couple begin a session like this, one of them like this, the other like this, angry, defended, and by the end of a session, holding each other and opening up and and just the change in them wow. from, from having the information and the process that I can take them through in a session to allow them to reconnect. Because it's really in so many ways about connection, isn't it? That, and that's really, you know, as humans, we're social beings, we need connection. And um, I, I just think that this is, sex is one way for that connection. It's not the only way, but that's, that's the wheelhouse in which I help my clients. Wonderful. So you told me you're starting a new program uh, soon. And I would you am. Like to talk about it? I am. So 
I have given my notice to my students at Sex Coach U. I've been with Sex Coach U, which is an online training institution where we have students and grads in 80 countries around the world. And it was a little idea to bring my training manual, my book, The Art of Sex Coaching, alive so that I could just train people in how to be a sex coach. And it grew and grew and grew. And so I've given my notice and I'll be stepping down June 1 of 2023. And I was thinking about, well, what do I really want to do other than I have six books to write and a documentary and I want to paint, I want to travel. (laughs) This is what what retirement looks like, everybody. (laughs) But I'm opening myself up to holding a mastermind program. So I will be offering for a very, very small group of people who are high achievers and already are a clinician working with some aspect of human sexuality with their clients or patients. And that is opening in September, 2022. It's a nine month exclusive program to sit with me once a week live for 90 minutes and a group of extraordinary people and look at our cases, look at techniques and technologies for helping people achieve that wellness and that sexual freedom that they want and deserve. And also look at business because that is part of what I train people to not only be great clinicians, but to thrive in business. If you really are called to help other people, you have to know how to sustain yourself in business to do that. Wonderful. I'm excited. So will that be available on your website for them to uh, apply for? Yes, yes. BritainMastermind.com is the URL for that. And there's a rigorous application process for anyone interested, but I welcome anyone who's interested. Thank you for asking about that. Yeah, I'll make sure that goes in the show notes along with your regular website. Yeah, that's uh, great. And you've got a Facebook uh, presence as well. So you answer questions there. That's the kind of Facebook, thing that you do. Twitter. Uh, I don't think I'm on Instagram, but YouTube for sure. And LinkedIn. Those are my channels. Yeah. Wow. So you're a busy lady. I am. <laughs> Thank you. So just to wrap things up, can you, can you give what would be your, your number one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is feeling a little bit unsure about themselves or their relationship and what, what they can do first. Don't give up. Don't be hopeless. Don't be helpless. If you need help, ask for help. It's okay to get help. There's a lot of self-help on the internet. You can Dr. Google anything today. doesn't mean you'll get accurate information, but sometimes we really need someone as an ally to be there. And It doesn't have to end. Aging is not a death sentence to your sexuality, to your zest, to your sexual excitement, and to your ability to connect in that special way with a partner, and if no partner, with yourself. So um, keep going at it and celebrate your sexual self has always been my kind of sign off. Celebrate your sexual self. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining me today, Dr. Patty. It's been wonderful. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And I hope to talk to you soon. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. 
be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.